pre-pandemic, if you can think back that long ago, back in normal days, you couldn't turn your head without seeing a Starbucks or someone holding one of their tasty beverages. Now, with the province announcing uh, phase two of reopening, which will begin for some regions in Ontario on uh, Friday, Starbucks revealed plans to restructure their business in Canada over the next two years. And there may be a bunch of stores closing down up to 200. Doug Stevens joins the show. He's a retail consultant. And you've heard him on the program before. He runs at Retail Profit. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Hey, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. Is this news bad for coffee drinkers, bad for um, coffee shops in general, that Starbucks has revealed that they're going to restructure their business in Canada? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a sign of a few things. I think, first of all, it's certainly a recognition, it seems, on Starbucks' part that this is not a problem that is going to end anytime soon. Uh, you know, obviously, these kinds of restructuring uh, are, are costly and, and time-consuming and take a lot of effort on the part of an organization like Starbucks. So clearly, they see that this could be a problem that protracts one to two years into the future or until there's a vaccine and until that's widely available. And so I think in the, in the short term, they're counting on the fact that we're not going to want to stand, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder in a Starbucks waiting for our coffee. Uh, the other acknowledgement, I think, is that there is a changing consumer behavior taking place here. Consumers are, through this pandemic, experiencing online in a way that uh, many have never experienced it before, buying things that they never bought before, using the Starbucks mobile app, perhaps, that they have never used before. So I think Starbucks is, is imagining that when we come out on the other side of this pandemic, the world could look quite different and consumer behavior could be quite different with it. Right. And they are planning, apparently, to revisit the idea of opening up more grab-and-go locations. So the fact that they're going to shutter 200 stores in Canada might not mean we're going to see fewer Starbucks. It just might mean we'll see fewer Starbucks cafe-type restaurants. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that, that is definitely the call out here. And, and it's not unusual for Starbucks to, to do these very dramatic reactions to events. If you can remember back to 2008, 2009, uh, Howard Schultz came back to Starbucks uh, after his sabbatical and at that time recognized that they needed to make some major changes. And I believe at that time he closed 900 stores in North America. It was a big risk, but he recognized that they had to adapt the the chain to to recognize the conditions in the economy. And I I don't think that this is necessarily any different. Uh, So no, I don't think that anyone is in danger of of losing their morning coffee, but you may be buying it in in a wholly different way. RBC released a report that suggests that small businesses will have to go online now to survive. I was shocked to read that only 7% of businesses offer online sales. Uh, Do you think that Starbucks going mobile and offering more grab-and-go locations is going to influence um, a new way of buying coffee for even those independent cafes? Are we going to see them move to like little takeout windows? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think there's been a widespread recognition on the part of virtually everyone in, in the retail or food and beverage industry 
<clears throat> excuse me, that um, that online is definitely the future. We are literally crossing over from the industrial world of retail over to a, a digital world of retail, and that in order to survive in the long term, you have to be prepared to give consumers the product and or the service any way that consumer wants it. It's no longer possible for businesses to say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't do mobile pickup or I don't do online sales. If you're not prepared to accommodate consumers in whatever channel with whatever experience the consumer needs at that moment, you are putting yourself in jeopardy. And everybody woke up in this pandemic to realize uh, the extent to which that was the case and that uh, so many businesses became vulnerable because they just simply had no online uh, strategy at all. Is there an opportunity here for smaller coffee shops to take over those larger Starbucks um, locations? You know, it's a, that's a really good question. And, and to be honest with you, we've sort of seen a little bit of that pre-pandemic. We've seen the rise once again of the smaller independent coffee shop. You, you know, if you think back 20 years or so, Starbucks was really the cool place to hang out. You know, when people walked into a meeting with a Starbucks coffee, it was it meant something, you know, it kind of made them you have cool. arrived literally and figuratively. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was the hallmark of success. And over the years, Starbucks has become far more corporate. It's become much more about growth and and shareholder returns. And so that really has left the door open once again for the cool, edgy coffee shop uh, that is more local, that is more community-based, and really provides a sense of that third place where I go to hang out. So, yeah, look, once we get past this pandemic and everybody is, is, you know, vaccinated and feels more comfortable in, in public spaces, I think that we can certainly see, uh, once again, the rise of the small local shop. I just hope that uh, our governments, uh, our political leaders uh, do enough in the meantime to keep those small Mm -hmm. businesses alive. Well, I know that, and I don't want to get off here on another tangent, but it it is about the online component. The feds and the province will hold a joint um, uh, news conference today to talk about how they're going to help small businesses in Ontario access opportunities online. And I think that's super important when, you know, only 7% of businesses offer online sales. But can we talk about the big boys for a second? We started with a big one, Starbucks. Let's talk about Saks Fifth Avenue. They're the owners of Hudson Bay Company. They're preparing a bond offering to shore up their finances. They're not the only big retailer that's considered doing this. What, What exactly does this mean for the average person such as myself, I have no idea what that means, what it looks like, and, and what that means to the future of, of department stores. Great question. So uh, bond offering is essentially a, a, it, it, you know, Latin for we need money. And, and so <laughs> the, the brand is going out to the market and, and essentially looking to investors and saying, look, we want to borrow money. And, uh, you know, we're prepared to offer you terms uh, on that loan uh, in an effort to raise uh, capital so that the chain can continue. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not a great sign. I mean, uh, you know, I know a lot of economists would, would differ and, and say, no, you know, effective use of credit is, is a great business skill. But look, the times that we find ourselves in right now, uh, coupled with the fact that Saks Fifth Avenue and HBC as a parent corporation are in a very, very difficult channel right now. The, the department store channel has been plagued for decades with problems. Uh, HBC has really not articulated any groundbreaking strategy from a retail standpoint. 
A lot of people, myself included, feel that the company is not much more than a real estate portfolio at this time. So to me, I look at that, I look at that uh, bond offering in the market and I say, that looks like life support to me. So that's just my opinion, but, but I don't think that this pandemic is going to work out well for HBC or any of the brands under its roof, to be honest.